we're digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self-belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me Podcast. This is Dan Dunn, who with his wife, Stephanie, sold everything they owned and decided to give up their dream life in California because it wasn't their dream. Now they're enjoying Scotland with their calendar open. They have complete freedom to explore Europe and the world. What will the future hold? This is how they nomad. Let's do this. Dan Dunn. What's up, my man? Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty great. You are um, one, of the, one of the first 10 interviews I'm doing for this podcast. You excited? Wow, I'm honored. Yeah, that's amazing. Awesome source. Now, we haven't spoken uh, much at all about um, what you're up to. So this is kind of it. This is me finding out. I don't have any like previous knowledge. We haven't chatted too much before the podcast about what we're going to talk about. So it's going to, it's going to be all, um, what's the word? <laughs> when it like, comes up naturally? I don't know. There's a word. <laughs> Natural. That's a good word. Natural. That'll work. Um, well, why don't you uh, get started and tell us about who you are, what you're working on right now, where you're at, etc. Sure. Um, kind of my background. Well, mm. well, I'd say by all appearances, before we made this decision, we're in Scotland, by the way, so we're in the UK. Um, so we made this decision to embark on kind of an indefinite journey. Uh, we were living a version of the American dream. I cringe to say that because there's a lot of definitions of it, but my wife and I married while we were in college and that was normal at the time, by the way, among our peers. Um, I was studying music, English. She was studying um, family sciences. And we came out of college already making really good money in the summers between semesters. We were doing door-to-door sales. So seeing that the definition of success we were programmed with was make a lot of money. Um, we continued that pattern for about 13 years. And along the way, we moved around the U.S. quite a bit, not really a ton out of the States, um, but we moved around the U.S., selling in different states, seeing different sites, and eventually settling down in Orange County, California. Um, so we had a house there. We still have a house there, actually. We're in the process of selling it, but we acquired a Tesla. We acquired a couple other cars, began my own company. We had traveled a bit already, um, you know, but we were, we were able to buy when we, what we wanted when we wanted it. So it was a good life, yes. sunny, beautiful beach life, but it was a lot of other people's version of a dream. And I say that because we, we kind of, it took us a long time to realize that underneath it all, there was this deep unrest about where it was going, but I have to give full credit to my wife, Stephanie, who fully resisted continuing that way of life to the point where we took action and i'm afraid to say i might have continued in it because there was enough allure and value there despite some discomfort um with having given up on other aspirations uh but she has she's got like one of the most in tune hearts of anyone i've met so yeah uh gives you a little background there We, we sold both of our cars we're selling our house um put the rest in storage and reduced our overhead as much as possible. And Steph had already been reading some minimalist literature and scaling back on useless things. So the change wasn't terribly foreign, but it still took 
about six months, honestly, to leave the States once we committed to it. Wow. And so, um, yeah, Steph sounds like a keeper. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's been a keeper. We've been married more than 12 years now. Wow, that's awesome. And so what, what kicked off, like, quite often in these sort of situations, someone got laid off or there was, like, uh, something that happened, the catalyst? Yeah. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. So ours was kind of a, a slow burn, like I said, um, unease, um, where I was feeling it. I was com- I, I would be driving down the road in my car, and literally I would just scream like an expletive several times at the top of my lungs because I knew that I was living a good life, but I wasn't living my version of that good life, right? Like a, like a – I was living – the programmed version in other words and then for her um she just wasn't having like the traditional suburbia life it was it was enough we had moved a lot of times too but just settling down i think that's what really did it for us that was the breaking point buying a house settling down and being there for two years which i know is not a lot to a lot of people but to Mm. us and to her specifically it just seemed Um, like kind of the end, like she could project that into the next 10, 20, 30 years. And she felt terrible about it. (laughs) So that, that was us. That was our kickoff. And so now you've moved, what's your plan um, from Scotland now? Ooh, what's the plan? Um, The plan is to be open to whatever we feel moved by next, honestly. Um, And we kind of are enjoying that reality. We're just looking to discover, to feel out what we like, um, uh, trying to make sure that we plan ahead a little bit. So we'll give probably a month or two of advance notice on the next place to ourselves. Mm. But right now, uh, we can stay here in the UK for six months um, on a passport without a visa. So we've been here. We're still kind of new nomads. Been here for about two months. And um, we'll probably around month four, we'll probably figure out where we're going next. Epic. And now if you can put it into words, which might be tough, what is it that you have now that was missing when you were living in California? Yeah, that is tough. But I would say waking up to adventure every day, something new that challenges my and our existing perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, Also finding out where things come from, because we're in America's land of origin now in the UK. And like, so the other day, so the song Jingle Bells, call us stupid, but we had no idea what a one horse open sleigh was, <laughs> and what be- bells on bobtails ringing meant. <laughs> so we were touring the a royal palace where they have horse stables that have been preserved since 1740. And in the stables, they have around 30 different antique stagecoaches displayed with a few horse drawn sleighs as well. Next to one of the sleighs, there's an ancient picture of a horse hooked up to the back of it or sorry, the front of it, of course. And all the other coaches were pulled by like two to eight horses. This one shows one horse with a bobtail and a bell on it. So it hit us like a ton of bricks. I mean, it was like, we discovered the meaning of life in that moment. We were looking at each other like, oh my gosh, everything we ever wanted is right here. So yeah, just discovering um, the meaning of things, you know, the, the origin of things is really fun. Yeah, that's super fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and you've got like open travel plans, right? So do you have a determined length of time you want to be away or you want to definitely get rid of all the stuff that you've got in the States and just give it all up and do something new? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's again, that's I think that's why I think the the antithesis of living that traditional life is living a life that is a little more uncertain. And so, again, it's open. It's open because I feel like we want it to be open. Mm. Um, because the opposite of that would be to have it closed and repetitive. And I forget who said it, but um, somebody said something. <laughs> somebody said something. Something important said something about living the same day over and over and over again. Mm. Um, being being a nutty pursuit, and that's that's something we feel. Um, obviously, the unexamined life is not worth living. With Socrates, that that kind of essence of a philosophy is what we're ascribing to right now, and uh, and it feels good. We we just want to examine life, and we feel like there's a whole planet out there, almost like it's a duty of ours as not Americans, but you know, as any 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 person on the planet to try to travel and understand other cultures and in, in this planet we live on yeah gotcha and so for um in terms of cash you guys probably got quite a lot saved up from selling all your stuff and cloud savings um are you living off of that or are you do you have digital nomad income yeah um that's a good question. We have both. So currently I own a solar brokerage, which pairs homeowners and businesses with the right kind of solar service for their home or business. And I manage that remotely while, while contractors do the workforce back in the States. So that is ongoing income, uh, which I worked hard to automate and, you know, um, get to the point where I could run it remotely. And then of course, yeah, we had, we had uh, savings as well, but I would say um, a combination, uh, our, our safety net, so to speak, would be ongoing income, um, savings, and also a really good Chase Sapphire uh, credit card, which has no international fees. There's my plug. And I hope they sponsor this podcast now because I said that. <laughs> Hopefully one day. I, I think I'm not uh, eligible for those. It's so annoying. Americans <laughs> get these amazing credit cards with like these epic benefits. And uh, I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I don't have any credit score in the States. I can't, uh, I can't get anything. Oh, that's now. true. A few years, so. Yeah, it's all for the better anyway. One thing we're good at is, is credit in the Americas, but that's not <laughs> always a good thing. Um, so with your solar business, are you, let, let me just ask you are, you, are you selling leads to existing solar companies or are you actually doing the whole thing? I mean, obviously you've got, you outsource the work, but. Yeah, no, we're doing the whole thing. So. Um, so personally, I was a door-to-door salesman for a long time, for 13 years. And uh, I also managed teams and I recruited and I built. And so my company right now is, it consists of independent contractors that go out and actually sell the service. So we are in the business of, of marketing and brokering um, services. And then we'll, we'll be ful- those services will be fulfilled by an installation partner. And we have several of those. So um, it works out really well. And for me, my, my daily duties, I, I work obviously more in the evenings here from the time difference, but the uh, daily duties is just kind of following up on the business, um, making sure things are running smoothly, answering some emails, making some calls. Um, but, you know, the, the brunt of the work is being done, of course, by um, contractors that want to make commissions. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it sounds like a good setup. Are you... Um, yeah. Like one thing I always like to ask people, because obviously that stuff takes a lot of work and I don't know, how long have you guys been in Scotland for now? Two months. Okay, cool. Is there any, I mean, 
you're kind of new to this, but have there been any times, especially maybe as you were packing up and thinking about this, that you really doubted if it was going to work or has it so far been smooth sailing? Uh, we haven't doubted the choice yet. So yeah, you're right. We're still new. And I, I don't see how we would doubt it um, based on the feeling, you know, the experiences we're having, but uh, granted, yeah, we're still new at it. Um, but we've already experienced some setbacks as well along the way. Getting our dog here was insane. Um, <laughs> I've heard that. And getting, getting a dog yeah, to the UK is fraught with all kinds of issues. The paperwork's unclear and laborious. Um, tons of miscommunications between us and customs and, and the receiving department. So we had to reschedule our flights twice already before making it here on the third date, which was four months after our original booking, all because we wanted to bring a dog. So that, that didn't make us doubt. It just frustrated the heck out of us uh, because we wanted to go. Um, but yeah, no, I don't foresee us doubting it either. I think it's, again, I think it's something you feel in your bones. And once you've committed to it and you've actually set up the logistics, um, it feels good, honestly. Awesome source. Uh, what, uh, actually, let's, let's jump over to the, the quickfire round, if you're ready for that. Sure. Sweet. Um, so I'm just going to ask you a series of questions. Just say the first thing that comes into your head. Um, what book are you reading right now, if you're a reader? Oh, yeah. Um, I am reading uh, Everyday Matters by John Maxwell. Wow. That's I had to think about that for a second. I have a ton of audiobooks I'm listening to. Oh, really? Audiobooks? I, I, I can't do audiobooks, man. I, <laughs> I have to read it. I can't, my brain like wanders off if I'm listening. Ah, okay. Um, what is a cause that you feel strongly about? Um, I feel strongly about relationship education, um, like educating young men to be emotionally in tune with their world and especially a relationship. Uh, but Steph is passionate about providing refuge for refugees. And in America, we couldn't really do that. So she's intent on having some kind of volunteer action out here. Yeah, I mean, I know Europe is in great need of uh, that stuff. Yeah. Um, what part of the nomadic journey or I guess an experience for you has been your favorite so far? You mentioned the horse and carriage. We got another one? <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, just, man, uh, honestly, seeing how other people talk and live and breathe has been refreshing because, um, you grow up in a society where things are pretty, for us, it was vanilla. It seemed pretty monochromatic at times. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just nice to be able to hear people be a little more blunt here, a little bit more blunt, a little bit more honest, um, little bit more funny i would say as well in some in some senses and um yeah just rubbing shoulders with these kind of people has been uh mind expanding honestly uh i feel like our uh, we're much more open to uh learning on a daily basis even unconsciously just because we're in a different environment our, our brains are like hey you're somewhere new let's see what this is all about so it's been fantastic cool do you have any um like lofty goals for, I mean, is your intention with your business to kind of maintain the income that you have or do you want to achieve something um, bigger or just to continue along exploring the world? Either answer is uh, well. that, 
No, that's a, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so my biggest desire right now is actually becoming a world-class music producer. I'm drawn to, uh, to that. I have been for a long time, but music's always been a strong influence in my life. Um, I played piano for 28 years. I've been dabbling in the music world while I've been running in the sales world. Uh, but last year at a Tony Robbins event, I made a commitment that this year I would put my solar business on autopilot by delegating and doing what I have and then being in the music industry for the rest of my life, honestly. So um, I had a limiting belief that I got rid of, and that was that there was no, no money to be made in the music industry, which is obviously false. But I was, I was borrowing from the reality that between you know the advent of Napster and now, the music business by the books has taken a huge dive um, and artists have made m much, much less money on the whole, but it just had the first few years of recovery for the first time um, going back on the upswing in the last uh, two, I think three years. So it's a good time to get into it now. Um, that's not my main motivation, but um, I think that limiting belief was, was really holding me back. So cool. yeah, I'm excited. That's where I'm going. And then the solar business, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it on autopilot. We'll see it grow because I've hired on some people to um, manage that. But, um, you know, I'm going to be focusing my efforts primarily on music. That's super cool. I'm jealous that you went to see Tony Robbins. I'm going to go see him at ClickFunnels uh, Funnel Hacking Live. In yeah, yeah, he's a force of nature. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, what's your favorite thing about Scotland? Uh, yeah, the UK, the history. Um, it is, I think we feel at home here because our ancestors came from here. So Steph actually has some really deep lines that go back to Robert the Bruce and some, some yeah. good royalty. So that's cool. But besides that, the, uh, the land is gorgeous. It has like a certain, it has a beauty to it that's unique, but it's mixed with like a melancholy, which is kind of cool for me. It makes it like a memorable experience every time we, we head out in the country. And then we love the architecture we always have, and we've always loved European fashion. So that draws us to this place. Hmm, that is fun. Um, you wrote something about the color blue. Is yeah. That, can you tell me what that means? It's like a secret code. I'm like, what does it mean? <laughs> no, it's just my favorite color. I don't know. Maybe people ask that question sometimes. What's your favorite color, favorite food? So my favorite <laughs> color, it's, <laughs> I know. Your, your podcast is like, you're interviewing a three-year-old, I'm sure. <laughs> What's your favorite color? I could have that, that question. That was my, it's a very rudimentary question, but it's it's my color for a reason. I, I think it's it's beautiful. Obviously, it was the color of royalty as well back in the day, but um, it also is a creative color. So if you look into it a little more, when you look at blue, you feel more creative. Your mind kind of goes into that zone. So being a creative, I like that. All right, great. Um, let me ask you, uh, this is something I ask everyone. But people who are thinking, and I think you're in a great position to answer this, people are thinking that their life, whatever they're living, is there's something missing from it and that it might be this. What is your, uh, what's your advice for them? Uh, first of all, I would congratulate them for considering that there's something missing because I believe we all want adventure underneath the programming we have, but um, yeah, but we don't always listen to it. So Tony Robbins, again, I'll bring him up. He talks about the six basic human needs, one of them being variety. I think some people need that more than others, but we all have the desire. So I would encourage them to 
embrace that, go to the second step uh, to embrace the need and see it as normal and healthy because your brain will convince you it's not. Um, they'll just like, it'll label it as crazy or immature or selfish, which is, that's the one that gets me the most when people say you're selfish for like living your dream or following your heart. It seems to be a real funny judgment, but anyway, um, yeah, step, step two would be embracing it. Step three, I think would be dr uh, diving into lowering your overhead costs, um, looking for a business that can operate remotely, which, uh, you know, you can do through a, a multitude of logistics, like using Google voice would be free Wi-Fi calls back and forth to the States, et cetera. Um, but for a lot of people, this kind of move is a big change uh, in a career and that can be very scary. So it can mean having to learn a lot of new things, ramping up a business to where it might be seen as stable. And the decision could take anywhere from a few months to a few years, hopefully not the latter, but, um, there, there are a lot of ways to accelerate earnings through an online business um, to, you know, to make it a few months, but you just have to have the right mentors. And that's a veiled shout out to you, Beck. So Thanks. there you go. You can, you can find these things all over, but I think, yeah, having connections would be helpful. Um, but I would say to wrap it up, some of the steps would include researching the heck out of the country and the means to get to the country where you want to go, what to bring along. We did a bunch of research and you don't have to, if you want to shoot from the hip, but we will say there's a ton of value in researching and planning ahead that saved us time, pain, and made the experience a lot more enjoyable for us. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I used to just arrive in a country. Like I once arrived in Chiang Mai, it was 44 bucks. And I was like, mm -hmm well, whatever, like, oh, it's going to be fine. I'll just book a few nights and, like, get some work, whatever. Um, and that's fine. And, like, look, I'm, I'm still alive to tell all my tales of similar things. Right. But, like, at the end of the day, uh, having, you know, nowadays I, you know, I book my hotel in advance and I, like, have money and it's a lot easier um, <laughs> than yeah. in the, when you're younger and you, like, just stay in hostels and stuff. You don't have to. It's the story. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, the stories, the story we glorify though, when we, when you, we hear you say that, we're like, oh, that's so cool. And you're like, no, it wasn't cool. <laughs> it was not. It was awful. <laughs> it wasn't cool at all. It's a good story now, but um, yeah, I'm not interested right. back there. So I would recommend <laughs> the, the research route as well. But again, like not too much because there, there is a right. Overprepare and then overthink, and then um, you've got to. Oh, I've still got to decide this. I haven't decided on a hotel yet, so I can't book it yet. It's like goes on and on and mm -hmm. on. And so at some point, you do have to bite the bullet. So, um, but I like yeah. about your story. It was a slow burn, as in it's quite the opposite of my story. So, um, people, hopefully, people can take both stories and find their own um, advice. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of different ways to get to Rome, right? There's a lot of different roads, but um, this this version is probably one that we see among a lot of our our peers, and we see among a lot of our generation, honestly. Which I guess is being called Xennials now. Like we're we're not millennials, we're not Generation X, we're in between. At least that's my generation. I'm 36 years old now, oh, yeah. and we saw the advent of the internet. We lived life before it, and so we straddle these two um, major generations and I see, I see values of both, you know, uh, simultaneously occurring in our, in our ways of being. And 
that's that's what we feel like we were we were dichotomous we were like trying to live this traditional life but at the same time we felt this pull towards more of a millennial life is what i would describe it and we're now we we already did the traditional we're like eh, doesn't really work as well so now we're uh looking to exploit this opportunity yeah look um i really appreciate having you on this in this podcast i think we're uh Nearing the end of time, the time, not the end of time. Uh, <laughs> let's just grab your details. Like, how can people find you online? I know that there'll be people who want to listen to your music. What yeah, are sure. Um, it's easy to find my solar business. So you just go to www.harnesspower.us. Um, it's kind of ironic now, but it is operating only in the U.S. And then my artist pages are currently in development, but should be available by the time this airs. So um, try to go to IamHolland.com. It's I am, uh, well, I shouldn't say I am because it's, it's I-A-M-H-O-L-L-E-N.com or look up Holland Music on Twitter to see if um, everything's launched by then. If not, I'll have a lyric video or some kind of music there to give you an idea of what I'm doing. And then you can just sign up on the email capture. Wicked. Well, I look forward to following your adventures. I got you here on Facebook and uh, I'm excited to see where you guys go next. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see where you go next. You're doing great things, Beck. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love Nomad Me, make sure to leave your good review on iTunes. Every week, I select a reviewer to win a lifetime Nomad Fly membership for free. All the show notes can be found at digitalnomad.me. See you tomorrow.